Today is Monday, September the 25th, 2023, and this is a Daily Inc. update. A federal court out of Louisiana rejects a bid from the Biden administration to add further restrictions to oil and gas leases in the Gulf of Mexico. Plaintiffs from the state of Louisiana and the American Petroleum Institute, as well as Chevron and Shell companies, petitioned the court to issue this injunction after the Bureau of Ocean Energy Management sought to restrict the sale of a lease that covers millions of acres across the Gulf of Mexico. Judge James Kane determined that the sale must go forward at the end of September, as previously planned, without any last-minute changes and restrictions put on the oil and gas vessels used in the operations, as well as their speeds that are conducted in the area, which the Biden administration was seeking to do when it comes to the rice whale species being in those parts that have fallen under the Endangered Species Act. The judge says that the plaintiffs showed substantial potential cost burden to their operation if the regulations were put in place. And the judge also wrote that the Biden administration appears to be weaponizing the Endangered Species Act as a means of more restrictions on offshore drilling. There are more Venezuelans on the way to the U.S.-Mexico border. The country of Mexico stopped its northbound trains for a few days but have since resumed. This led to a massive influx of roughly 7,000 Venezuelans fleeing that country last week. They all entered the U.S. illegally at Eagle Pass, Texas. The trains have since resumed movement and more are on board headed north at least 5,000. In light of this soft invasion occurring at the U.S.-Mexico border, Democratic presidential candidate Robert Kennedy Jr. held a press conference in Austin, Texas this past Sunday, in which he urged Democrats and Republicans to unify now in solving this problem and not wait to make it a 2024 election issue. RFK Jr. said the influx of illegals is a humanitarian crisis that is dooming many to drug and human trafficking cartels in order to just survive. He said that since Joe Biden has become president, at least 7 million illegal immigrants have crossed the borders and Mexican cartels are now driving U.S. border policy rather than Biden. RFK Jr. vowed to make the border impenetrable if he's voted in as president. On the Republican side, there is a fight continuing amongst hardcore conservatives in the middle of the road Republicans when it comes to the spending bills and looming government shutdowns at the end of this month. Tennessee Congressman Tim Burchett went on CNN this past Sunday saying that he would support the removal of House Speaker Kevin McCarthy from his position if McCarthy does not stick to agreements that were made when he was put in that position at the start of 2023. Every year we do this, the temporary. We say, let's, and, and the latest strategy is to say, let's not call it a continued resolution. The American public won't know it. That's ridiculous. Or they say, let's pass the CR, continued resolution, so that we can, pa- so that we can stop passing CRs. That's like telling a crack addict, we're going to give you more crack to keep you off a of crack. It doesn't work, ma'am. Tell them to, to pass a budget. And while Burchett was leaving Washington, D.C. for the weekend, he posted on his Twitter account a video as he walked down the airport terminal. Hopefully when we come back Tuesday, we'll have a better plan. Bottom line is we're going to take in about $5 trillion. And by conservative estimates, we'll spend over $7 trillion. That is not sustainable by anybody's model, and we are going to collapse. We were $32 trillion in debt. Now we're $33 trillion in debt. We can do much better. So hopefully we'll avoid the shutdown uh, in the process to get back on a firm fiscal foundation. Thank you all for sending me here. 
The Mayo Clinic has made changes to its medical description on its official website. The Mayo Clinic now admits that hydroxychloroquine can be used to treat coronaviruses in certain hospitalized patients. Hydroxychloroquine has famously been used to treat malaria across the globe. Before admitting that hydroxychloroquine works for COVID, the Mayo Clinic simply referred to hydroxychloroquine as a malaria drug and referred to the Food and Drug Administration withdrawing their authorization for hydroxychloroquine to be used to treat COVID-19. While Donald Trump was president, he revealed to the media that he was taking it, causing much consternation and surprise by the media. The frontline workers, many, many are taking it. I happen to be taking it. I happen to be taking it. Hydroxychloroquine? I'm taking it. Hydroxychloroquine. Right now, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I started taking it. Because I think it's good. I've heard a lot of good stories. And if it's not good, I'll tell you right, I'm not going to get hurt by it. It's been around for 40 years for malaria, for lupus, for other things. I take it. Frontline workers take it. A lot of doctors take it. Excuse me. A lot of doctors take it. I take it. As a result of this latest change by Mayo Clinic, former Trump administration secretary of trade Pete Navarro took to social media to say that when he was at the White House, he had a million tablets of hydroxychloroquine within his possession that could have been sent out to save thousands of lives in the U.S., but he says the media crusaded against it and beat up Donald Trump for using it. Navarro went on to say that this amounts to negligent homicide at minimum when it comes to the media and that the FDA should be implicated in hydroxy suppression. Well, have you heard some people around you bring up the idea that the global elites trying to rule the world are also satanic pedophiles? And have you also thought that was maybe a bridge too far? Well, you might want to rethink that position. The president of Ukraine has just appointed Marina Abramovich to be ambassador for the country of Ukraine. Abramovich is a blatant satanic witch. She is connected to another global elite, Jacob Rothschild. The two are photographed together in front of a painting that is titled Satan Summoning His Legions. Abramovich is known for her promotion of spirit cooking, something I don't recommend that you look up at all. And if you do, don't do it while you're eating lunch. Spirit cooking was something that put a lot of people on a research mode because it was found in the terminology of the WikiLeaks emails between Hillary Clinton and Don Podesta, both of which took part in it. Abramovich seems to get away with her satanic corruption under the label of art and has even been promoted by the likes of Bill Gates. It is not art, and it's not safe for child or adult consumption. It's just as vile, if not more, of the art collection that is owned by two brothers, Tony and John Podesta, one of which was the campaign manager for Hillary Clinton. Are you connecting the dots yet? Meanwhile, just a few days ago, Joe Biden pledged another bunch of billions of dollars to the country of Ukraine, bringing it well past $100 billion of U.S. taxpayer money that will ultimately go to support the salary of Abramovich, the satanic witch, as she takes her role as ambassador. And since we're going down this rabbit hole, we might as well go all the way. The Biden family owned and may still own property on a Caribbean island called Water Island. Water Island is next door to the Jeffrey Epstein Island. Well, you can't say the news was in any way mundane, despite the messy voice behind it. I appreciate you listening. I'll get over this cold soon. These natural story updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. Well, since the name of Rothschild was brought up in the national news report, I want to make you aware of an article on Open Inc. that brings up that name as well. 
World Check is a report from 2004 that was put out by Global Initiative LTD as a service to worldwide financial institutions. The goal of the report was to help protect these institutions from high-risk individuals and entities who could cause these financial institutions to run amok of international finance law if they were to infiltrate the system, create accounts, and start money laundering. One of the examples in the case studies presented on shady financial banking includes the name Bill Clinton. Another case study includes an arms dealer by the name Marjorie Rothschild, and yet still another part of the report shows a newspaper article with the headline of how Saddam Hussein, formerly from Iraq, was able to stash 35 billion pounds in 17 different British banks, including even the Queen's personal banking system. The Rothschilds, in case you didn't know this, are part of the key financial institutions within the United Kingdom and Europe. They're also among the top list of banking institutions in this report, which is designed to help create best practices in the vetting of account holders so that bad actors like Saddam Hussein can't money launder billions of dollars. One of the unspoken assumptions in this global initiative report from 2004 is that these major banks want to avoid shady money and they don't want to help other global tyrants or international criminals gain an upper hand against those that they have plundered or stolen from. Unfortunately, we have a current example right now in 2023 of a high-end financial institution not really interested in doing that. The Attorney General for the Virgin Islands is, has filed a lawsuit against J.P. Morgan Chase for its long-standing pattern of aiding and abetting Jeffrey Epstein while he lived on his private island in the Caribbean, the St. James Island, and engaged in the sex trafficking of minor girls. That lawsuit says that human trafficking was the principal business of the accounts that Epstein maintained at J.P. Morgan. This powerhouse financial institution never once flagged a suspicious activity report on Epstein and even covered up his wire and cash transfers that would normally raise suspicions, according to the lawsuit. Epstein supposedly killed himself in a New York City jail back in 2019, but this case is still ongoing. You can read about this other report from Global Initiative by going to the opening main page, hitting the document button and typing in World Check 2004. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. update.